Hello and welcome to Mindfulness with Morgan, episode 14. I am Morgan Elizabeth Malogo of Rose in Fire, Shamanic Spiritual Healing and Guidance. So today is the day that Mercury goes direct. <laughs> we did it. We got through a Mercury retrograde. There is a shadow period until... Did it say the 6th? That seems like a really, that seems like way too long of a time. It's usually, I think, about a week after. So another week of maybe a little bit of shaken up. Another week of us needing to be very patient. <laughs> it's a good way to sum it up. You know, the last Mercury retrograde, I think I mentioned this before, I felt pretty unscathed through it. But little did I know that during that time, the IRS was like losing half of what I sent them. <laughs> and then in the shadow period, that's when I had my most trouble with um, really important papers being mailed that took forever. There was a lot of tracking issues. They arrived fine, but it was a whole ordeal getting them. <laughs> So just know that the shadow period can also not be the most fun. <laughs> so prepare yourself. We're not quite out yet, but we're very, very close and it's going direct. And then we're not going to have to worry about it again until December because Mercury goes into retrograde many times a year, three or four times a year, depending also last week on Friday was the full moon, harvest moon, lunar eclipse. And I actually had a really amazing evening. My husband, he didn't have any idea that it was a full moon, harvest moon, eclipse <laughs> in the in that the eclipse to end the eclipse season and he, he came home that night and he just started having a conversation with me about how we can possibly change our lives we want to move we want to you know we know where we want to go we need new jobs, we want to start over, we're just really ready for this next step in our lives, and it's been very difficult waiting, waiting for certain paperwork to come in, and just also being like, okay, we know that here's where we are, and here's where we want to go, and we have no idea <laughs> exactly how to get there but we started talking Friday night and it was so wonderful that he initiated this conversation and we talked about how we could possibly get there and sacrifices that we may need to make that we were willing to make if that's what we need to do to transition to where we want to be and he was asking me more about, you know, my career, and 
understanding the steps of how and the ways for me to get to where I want to go so he could understand and kind of form, we could both form in our mind a, a path to get there. So it was really good and I was just thinking, here we are having this conversation on the full moon eclipse and last week I mentioned that, you know, the full moon eclipse is was an excellent time to um, state your new truths and your new path and I feel like we really did that organically. It's funny when you have awareness of what's going on astrologically, what's going on with the energy, what, you know, this spiritual time that we're in, when you're spiritually awake and conscious and working on it. And I mean, my husband is definitely very spiritual and awake, but he's not in, in tune to the astrology that's going on. He's, he doesn't really pay attention to that part. So when you do pay attention to stuff like that, and then you see how other people, even though they don't have awareness of it, they are also experiencing what the cosmos are putting us through. It's just very reaffirming <laughs> of what we're going through and the truth of it. And even people who are like, well, I don't believe in that sort of stuff. And then they may share what they're going through. And you're like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. In your mind, you're thinking, well, guess what? <laughs> this goes along with this eclipse or this retrograde or this configuration, and we're all going through it. But go ahead. Go ahead. Don't. It's all right. You don't have to believe. Just because you don't believe doesn't mean it's not true. So that's always fascinating. I know when I am going off on my various jobs and I'll mention kind of what's going on, usually people will light up and be like, really? Like, they get so excited that it's not just them. <laughs> that it's actually part of, like, a bigger cosmic event. And then I, you know, share the tidbits of the advice and guidance that I've learned about it. And they're like, thank you. I'm like, no problem. So that's what we're here for. We're here to share the information that we find and get to help one another. I had another really fantastic like spirit animal experience on Friday. I I went out and I, I had finished my work in the morning and I took some clothes to donate. I, I just had to, I was like, I have to get rid of a few things. Because, you know, sometimes if you want to, I talked about this last week, if you want to make room for newness in your life, you got to get rid of some of the old to make space for it. And you can do that, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And I had some physical stuff. I'm like, I'm ready to get rid of this. I love getting rid of things. It's, <laughs> I kept trying to push my husband all week. And I'm like, let's, let's go through all of your clothes and let's get rid of stuff. <laughs> and he's like, no, let's not do that. I don't want to get rid of anything. I'm like, yes, you do. He's like, no. No, I don't. <laughs> one day, one day I'll get him to clear out some of his stuff. 
But I was walking back and I was like, oh, I still, you know, haven't been walking today. I need to get my steps in. And so I just kept walking and I'm very fortunate that I am able to walk to the Bronx Zoo and have a pass to it the ID NYC card, get one, get free pass to the zoos for a year, many other things. So I just go, I'm walking by the zoo, and then it's like the gate is right there. And I thought, I do, I have my pass with me, I'm just going to go. So I went, and I've been a couple times to the Bronx Zoo, and so I kind of knew where I wanted to go. First I went and saw the giraffes. I always like seeing them. They're so beautiful. And then I was walking by the zebras. And... Because apparently that's how you properly pronounce their names. <laughs> uh, and then I went by the lions. And there were two female lions. And one was expressing her throat chakra. <laughs> which was very fascinating and beautiful to watch. And then I went and saw the bears because I was thinking, you know, bear has visited me in a couple dreams this month. <laughs> so I'll go go see bears. And it it's so like even though it's hard to see animals in zoos, there's also still a magical aspect to it. Like I just think about when I went to the zoos, went to the Woodland Park Zoo in Seattle with my dad when I was a kid, we went all the time. We had a pass. I loved the zoo. I knew the zoo like the back of my hand. I knew exactly where to go, how to get there, where everything was, what their names were. <laughs> I was totally, I'm going to save all endangered species and the Amazon rainforest. And I was in, you know, first through third grade <laughs> was when I was really championing, um, just going for it. I was like, I love them. I want to save them. I have zoo books. I'm learning all about them. And I was even, I was like, you can call me Jaguar. I was in third grade. Oh my gosh. I was very in tune with my shamanic side without having any idea what that was. But there's an aspect when you're when you're a kid and then I think if we're lucky we rediscover it if if we happen to lose it we rediscover it as an adult you know that animals are magical that seeing them feels magical and that's because they are magical because they're spirit animals because they have messages and gifts for us and I love that. So even though part of me is like, oh, they're in a zoo, and sometimes I'm just like, I'm sorry, you're not where you're supposed to be. But then again, if we believe that we are all on our own journey, our own path, who's to say that those animals, that their path, part of their journey for this year and their lessons for this lifetime involves whatever zoo they're in. Granted, may the zoo treat them as well as possible. <sighs> so, I don't know. I know it's very, 
animals in zoos. Some people think it's great and don't care. Some people think it's absolutely awful. I am just grateful when I get to have an experience with the animals. So I saw the bears. I was like, thank you. Thank you for the lessons you were bringing me this month. And then I went to the snow leopards. When I was little, I there were certain animals that I really felt a connection to at different phases. And snow leopard definitely had a quite a big phase. And I even had a little stuffed animal snow leopard. I'm sure I called snowy or something like that. Something very original. <laughs> and... The other two times I had been to the Bronx Zoo, I did see the snow leopard, and he was really hidden. Like, I just, like, sort of saw his ears poking up. And so this time I go, and I'm standing there, and I'm not seeing anything. I'm just like, oh, darn. Some people come by, like, oh, I can't see him, and then leave. And so... I just kind of, like, I was by myself, I kind of opened up my palms, and I closed my eyes, and I didn't ask for Snow Leopard to come forward, but I just started, like, saying thank you, thank you for having been a part of my life as a child, and, you know, just showing great gratitude, and then I opened my eyes, and still no Snow Leopard. <laughs> Sometimes you think, if I do this, maybe when I open my eyes, they will appear, and it'll be so magical. Um, but I opened my eyes, and Snow Leopard still wasn't there. So I went and I looked at the sign a little bit, and from where I was standing looking at the sign, I glanced over, and I could just, like, the Snow Leopard's head kind of popped up, like, in between this, like, tree branch and this little hill or mound off to the side in the exhibit and Snow Leopard does this big yawn and I'm just like wow there you are and then the Snow Leopard got up and walked to the middle of the exhibit where I could see him perfectly and starts like stretching and like putting its paws up on the tree almost like posing in a way and I even the snow leopards at Woodland Park Zoo I didn't ever get a great view of them sometimes on the back side of the exhibit I could see them walking along the fence just a little bit but this was like okay this is like full-blown the snow leopard is right there maybe 30 feet from me I'm not very good at judging <laughs> judging distance and I was just like wow, this, like, this is so beautiful, and I feel so lucky, and then the snow leopard was out and active, and, like, pacing along the fence, and coming back out, and then the snow leopard looked at me a couple of times, and I think I mentioned in a podcast before, <laughs> um, I had gone to the zoo, and I had I've been working, I have been working so much on my personal power, and a lion looked at me at the zoo, and when the lion looked at me, it was like I felt that energy shoot through my eyes down to my solar plexus and kind of like explode. 
<laughs> it was amazing. Like, I felt my power center. I was just like, oh my gosh, there it is. And that was such a gift. And then this time with Snow Leopard, Snow Leopard looked at me a couple times, just like glanced over, then kind of glanced away and yawned like, you're boring. <laughs> As I feel many cats give us that look. <laughs> but when Snow Leopard looked at me, I just felt warm and I felt love and I just remembered the connection from when I was a child. And I was so grateful. I spent like 30 to 40 minutes at the Snow Leopard um, exhibit. And what I didn't even realize was that there were like two other, it was like, there were a total of four Snow Leopards, but they were separated in like different parts of the exhibit. I don't know why. So, I had only ever seen like this first exhibit and so I was watching the snow leopard for a long time and then I people were like oh there's another one over here so I went over to like the next one where you could see and there was another snow leopard right there against the glass and then she like went up and I, f I figured out kind of what was going on one they were all waking up because it was getting close to feeding time so I had excellent timing <laughs> Now I know. I, and when I saw, like, the first snow leopard, like, pacing along, and I saw kind of, like, where the door was, and I thought about what time of day it was, I'm like, I'm cat sad enough, cats, that I was like, it's getting close to feeding time, you're ready to eat. <laughs> like, I know what this is. But then he kept, like, jumping up to this one gate and was looking at something, and I realized he was looking at the other snow leopard on the other side, and she was going up also sometimes and like looking over and then in the third one there were two snow leopards and I guess it I think it was a father and a son according to the signs and they were up also um, I don't know if they could see the other snow leopards but they were up kind of waiting and watching where the zookeeper what like I saw the zookeeper after a while come and like was starting to get ready to I think feed them and I'm like yeah they know it's like this is it's so interesting how you know to just having been with domestic house cats and then seeing these giant snow leopards and I'm like uh-huh <laughs> they're you know animals when they're hungry they they have an internal clock and even if it's not feeding time they're up what like an hour and a half before pacing around being like hey you could feed me now you could feed me now I went back and to the first exhibit for the snow leopard and I I got to see the snow leopard was playing. There was a ball in the exhibit and just tossing it up and jumping and playing and walking around and it I just, you know, you're like, oh yeah, it's a big cat, but it I still had never seen, I'd never seen, uh, wild, I mean, I know it's not in the wild, but a wild animal cat play and move, I never got to witness them move around so much other than like pacing if I happen to see one, but just like enjoying the 
the nature in the, its exhibit, walking around, playing, jumping, doing all these things. I, I had never seen that before. I mean, usually, you know, you go to zoos, they're kind of just, the animal might walk around a bit, but usually they're just kind of laying there, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm sorry. So this was really, really special. And I'm, I'm not sure if there was a specific message for me to learn or to have or a lesson to learn. I was just very, very grateful. And it was beautiful and it was just an experience. And sometimes that's all, that's the gift, you know, in itself. It's just a beautiful experience to have. And then I, when I was finished at the, with the snow leopards, like I said, I was there for, I think it was 40 minutes, maybe even 45. I walked past the polar bear who I had walked past earlier and the polar bear was going swimming in its pool. So I stopped and watched the polar bear. I'm like, I've never seen a polar bear swim before. And so that was great. So Note to self, if you're going to the Bronx Zoo, it seems like the animals are a bit more active starting at 3 or 3.30, and zoo closes at 5. <laughs> um, but it was really wonderful. I've also been in the morning, and it seemed like they were, some animals were active in the morning, too. But it was just such a special day, and so my little journey to go get rid of some clothes I don't need anymore turned into a, an adventure and then I had to hurry home because I was like oh right I was cooking going to cook dinner <laughs> and then when my husband came home we had that conversation so it was a very organic day and those are the best days aren't they where you're just kind of following your instinct of what you want to do and what you want to talk about and it's actually all in perfect alignment. I am still doing the $25 spirit animal special. I'm doing it until October 1st. I might extend it, maybe, not sure yet. But you can check out my website, roseinfire.com, and you'll see Spirit Animal Special. I have a little video about it, but if you're interested to see what Spirit Animal wants to work with you at this time and connect with them, see what guidance they have for you, and find out more about what that Spirit Animal brings to your life, do this special. It's been so awesome getting spirit animals for people. It's one of my favorite things to do because it's always magical and we all love feeling magic. So yeah, if you have gone through this retrograde and you're just like, I could use some extra support or I'm ready to move forward, but I would like support in that, you know, contact me. Let's get you a spirit animal. And moving forward now, I mean, that's what we're all 
doing, we're all about to move forward. We've been in this resting, slow down state, you know, getting our ducks in a row, taking care of business to get ourselves ready to leap forward, run forward, leap forward, walk forward, however you want to go forward in October. So this next week, we still have, you know, like take your time because we're still in the shadow phase of Mercury retrograde and there's a second a second new moon on September 30th. So there's two new moons this month. And so, you know, we, you, you can still take your time right now to, you know, reassess, like, what have I learned? What did I prepare? What are my new truths? What, what do I need to still align to be able to go forward? You, know, you can still be working on your plan right now. And hopefully your plan will allow you to take some steps forward, you know, come October. I'm really excited for October. I feel like October is just going to be this, I don't know, I feel like I don't know what October is going to be and that really excites me. My husband and I, were having a a hand fasting ceremony. We were married last December and we're having a second ceremony, a hand fasting ceremony in Washington State with my family over there the beginning of October. So we actually, we get a little vacation. Oh my gosh. That's like, I'm starting to get excited. I haven't been excited about it yet. I've been more just like, oh my gosh, how is everything going to work out? But now I'm starting to get excited and then when we get back, oh my gosh, we really just, <laughs> if you, maybe you are, maybe things are more clear for you. There's going to be some people where clarity has come during this retrograde, a clear path forward, clear steps to take, and that is fantastic. And then there's going to be some of us others, <laughs> where everything is still not clear, but things are changing and you are changing and things have maybe been going away and transitioning and maybe you, you, you know it's good and it needed to happen, but you're just not sure how it's going to go forward or where you're going to go. Maybe you have an idea, like, for me, like, I have an idea of where I want to go and a little bit more of an idea of how to possibly get there, but it's not a straightforward path. And my whole life, nothing has been a straightforward path for me. <laughs> I do come up with, at certain periods, I have I come up with plans and strategies where it seems like it's a straightforward path. <laughs> and then, of course, they never work out that way. <laughs> but I am definitely the type of person where if it's something, if it's the like normal path that people take to do something, I don't purposefully not do it. <laughs> it just doesn't feel like 
it's my path. So if you if you are like me, <laughs> and there is no straightforward, clear path, but you keep working on yourself and your healing and your alignment, as you know, steps become clear. Maybe not every step right away, but the steps do become clear. And if you can take leaps of faith and trust yourself and your intuition and instincts, you will get to where you want to go. I feel like I sidetracked what was I talking about. <laughs> Moving forward. We're all trying to move forward now. Where is, where is 2016 going to take us? You know, here we are. We have you know, about three months left. You know, this is a good time right now to just stop and think about where did you start in 2016? Where were you last January? When there was another Mercury retrograde, by the way. <laughs> where were you last January? What did you want for yourself this year? And what curveballs were thrown at you. I know a lot of people had curveballs hit them. When that happens, you have to adjust your ideas of what you want. Re-examine to see how maybe the curveball is the best thing that could have happened for you, even if it's hard. But yeah, let's just take some time and let's go through the year. So where were you in January? How did you start this year? How did you start? What did you want? And then time moved forward and we got to February. What was going on for you in February? Were things moving forward? It was still winter time, still time for hibernation. What were you finishing up? If January was Mercury retrograde, then we were held back a little bit. So what happened in February that helped us start to move forward? And then there was March. What happened in March? For me, March was a very rough month. And also, I was learning some really important lessons about being in my power and not being, I think I was really learning about not being in my power and needing to be. <laughs> that was March. So what was going on for you in March? What lessons were coming forward? And then there was April. So April were fully into spring. 
and what was going on then? Was there anything that was starting to bloom, blossom for you? There may be seeds that were being planted. And then May. May we went back into Mercury retrograde. See, it does. It feels like we're always here. <laughs> so May had a time of slowing down. Or maybe April was Mercury retrograde. No, it wasn't. I'm remembering. I'm like, okay, so I turned in my stuff to the IRS. <laughs> And then they were losing things. <laughs> so May was Mercury retrograde because the shadow period was at the end of May, beginning of June. All right, so what happened in May? Did things slow down at all? Were there any curveballs? Were there things that were a pain to deal with? <laughs> or anything from your past pop up? Then we moved out of Mercury retrograde into June. So anything that was holding you back in May, were you able to move forward with something in June? I know that's when I started this podcast in June. And got my, started my Facebook page, my website, started building. I was ready. And then May I had gone through a really good healing. Okay, so you started moving forward again in June with certain things. Then we have July, the middle of summer. What started coming forth in your life in July? What was happening? And then August. I know a lot of people who had some big endings in August. How about you? Any transitions? Any endings? I know a lot of more stuff was coming forward for me about being in my power, about jobs. And then we come to September. So this Mercury retrograde and eclipse season. And what's been going on for you now? This is all to help us see where we've been, where we are, and help us map out where we want to go. So, I mean, if you're like me, I started in a very different place at the beginning of this year, had a lot of ups and downs the first few months, things kind of evened out and then 
had to get some more jobs. <laughs> more jobs. Oh. But now, looking at where I want to go, you know, I started in January. My husband and I were cat sitting in Brooklyn. And then we got delayed. We were supposed to move to the Bronx together. And that got delayed. We actually had to live in different places for a month, which totally sucked. Imagine being newlywed. <laughs> and having, I mean, it was Brooklyn and the Bronx. We weren't like, you know, some people, you know, in the military have to be very, very far away from their significant others and their spouses. So we're lucky in, in that sense. But, but then moved here and now we're looking to move up and out, up and out, get out of Dodge. <sighs> so, but at the beginning of the year, January, there was no thought of moving out of the New York City area. And now it's like, how fast can we get out of here? <laughs> so you just never know. And the amounts of like, let's be a little honest, the amount, the different jobs I have had this year, holy cow. I'm sure I should just count them right now. I'm sure there's been like, I'm counting them. I think there's been well over half a dozen jobs. <laughs> well, wait, I'm already at like six right now. Um, so there's, yeah, okay, way too many, way too many jobs. <laughs> but just, you know, looking kind of at the roller coaster of everything, the other amazing thing that has been happening through all of this has been me acknowledging that not only did I need to come into my own power, but I wanted to. And that was a huge difference because I'd been avoiding it for, you know, a good long time. And so I started that journey. And to also say, I am now going to change my relationship with abundance. And those are the two things that have been very huge for me this year, besides from, you know, being newlywed. <laughs> but those have been hard, but amazing at the same time. And to think of where I was in January versus where I am now, wow. You know, in nine months, I've come a really long way. So think about, you know, for you in nine months, how far have you come? Even if it doesn't seem far, just like yourself personally, even if you've had like one revelation about yourself or one new idea for you in your life, that's great. That's coming far. That's awakening change. My husband and I, we always remind ourselves that things can change very fast. You're waiting, 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 working hard on yourself, at your jobs, whatever, unhappy, things can change really fast. And sometimes they go down first. Sometimes the change is things 
that you kind of needed, even though you didn't like, going away or going down. But that just means that something new and better is coming and that you're being given the opportunity of time and energy to make further changes. So just remind yourself of how far you've come this year, of all the changes that you've made for yourself, of all the curveballs that were maybe thrown at you and how you dealt with it. And just think for these next three months of 2016, think of everything that can possibly happen. And then 2017, a new year. We have the ability to go far and to have success. And success doesn't have to mean lots of money or promotion, fame. Success can just mean that you're feeling good about yourself and your choices. That you're taking care of yourself and your loved ones and you're together and you're getting through it. Success is feeling opportunity and possibility and believing in yourself. So even if you're struggling with feeling those, think of how you might feel differently next month in November, in December. And remember to pace yourself. You know, I'm a, I'm a long-distance runner. You don't have to sprint. You can take your time. We all have our own timing. We don't need to compare ourselves to anybody else. We have our own timing, our own path. Oh, and the honking horn. So if you've gone through a lot this Mercury retrograde or this year, you know, take this shadow period to take your time, get on your feet, slowly walk forward, and when you're ready, maybe pick up your pace a little bit, but there's no rush. All right, I think that's going to do it for this week. <laughs> Congratulations on getting through Mercury Retrograde. Good luck with the shadow period this next week. And you can find me at www.roseinfire.com. That's R-O-S-E-I-N-F-I-R-E. Here's the $25 Spirit Animal Special. I do this remotely, so don't worry about where you are. You can check out my healing sessions that I offer, which can also all be done remotely. I also offer space clearing, which is remote work. You can find me on Facebook, forward slash Rose and Fire. And I'm on Instagram, at Shaman Rose. And I posted, you know, some Snow Leopard videos and pictures. 
and I think that is it. Have a wonderful week. And until next time, thank you.